There comes a day in every family when the kids move out. Some can't wait for that day. Others dread even the thought of that day. But the reality is it happens uh, someday in every family. And so how does a child, how does an adult child, and how do parents uh, live out this dynamic of honoring your father and mother when the relationship changes? Welcome to a new season of Consider It, where we consider questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question. To learn more about redemption, you can visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Welcome back to Consider It. We've got another question today. Let's hear it. I moved out of my parents' house at the age of 21, and my parents did not agree. I'm getting ready to move again a year later, and I'm afraid to tell my parents for fear of criticism. As an adult, how should I navigate that difficult conversation. Okay. Somebody's getting ready to move again. It hasn't gone or it didn't go well the first time. Yeah. And uh, they're not eager to have that conversation with their parents again. But it sounds like willing to have the conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's the question really that has been submitted as how do I navigate that difficult conversation? I think just in light of the way that that is worded and, and yeah. framed in the question, it shows that you know, this person is considering how to honor their their mother and father in the, right. the midst of these yeah. things. But there's also a, a fear, uh, a concern for, you know, the weight that mom and dad are, are right. carrying in that situation. Right. Because so. here's, here's the situation. We have an adult, you know, child moved out. So I guess we don't really have all the context of what, you know, like mom and dad paying for things or yeah. whatever like that, but uh, moved out, now moving into a new place, you know, not wanting to just uh, hide it and, to, you know, to, to, to keep things like this in the dark. Um, and to have that conversation and to talk about it. But uh, historically speaking, these conversations have not gone well right. um, as as an adult. And that's, those are just some important details, in, you know, even as we kind of consider how all this plays out, because um, it doesn't sound like this person is married, because that obviously changes things, you know, and right. how a, a, a person... You know, as a, as a, you know, whether it's a boy or a girl, you know, once they're married, you leave and cleave from your parents. And so then there's just like a clear break in how we honor our parents, because that's really what we're getting at the uh, at in this question. Right. Is what does it mean to honor our parents as adults? Yep. Right. And, And more specifically, how do we do that as a single adult? Because, like you just said, that when you're when you're married, that changes. You know, you leave and cleave, 
Um, and, uh, and now you, that, 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 then not that you just cut out your parent, you know, that cleaving, <laughs> like that leaving, cleaving isn't just like, all right, my parents have been, uh, all cut out of, of our life entirely, but we, uh, um, you know, it's like, and nah, nah, we're never going to talk again. We're never going to have right. anything yeah. like we still honor our parents, but there is a clear break there. Um, but we don't necessarily have a clear command in the scripture of like, when does that, you know, like, okay, when you turn 18, yeah. then now you don't have to honor your parents. Now you can do whatever you want. That's not, that's just kind of our American construct. You are now an adult at 18. And, and so things change from a legal standpoint, from a social standpoint, but that's not the, uh, that's, that's not a biblical standard, you know? As yeah. a matter of fact, they would have reached adulthood and had much more responsibility at an even younger age just by necessity of, of life and culture and things like that. Yeah, because really what we're trying to, to distinguish here is you know, how much influence do my parents continue to have yeah. in my life as I continue to to grow into adulthood and um you know the reality is like th- that depends on a whole lot of different right. things right? right right which is yeah. probably why the question's being submitted because it isn't just a black and white thing yeah. here we have to really consider well how then do we live in light of this in our specific situation and how do we uh you know follow the lord and honor these commands you know that stem from the old testament back in you know the when you think of the 10 commandments to honor your father and mother yeah. you know exodus 20 deuteronomy 5 um for this is th- this is the command with a promise you know right. so that it will go well for you in the land you know it's like you're coming into the holy land you need to honor your parents if you want a, a you know a good life yeah. right if you don't do that it's not going to go well for you and then that's reiterated again in the New Testament in uh, Colossians 3 and Ephesians 5 um, to honor or obey your parents. And this isn't merely just for like little kids. Like that's obvious, you know, yeah. where, where your parents wield an authority over your life. Like they can physically make you do things that you don't want to do. Right. I mean, not to the crossing the line of abuse or anything like that. That's not what this is, you know, allowing or advocating for in the scripture though some parents do that yeah. uh, as a sin against God and, and their kids. Um, now, we don't know if that's what's at play in the situation, but it sounds like you know we have an adult child, likely an adult male, who's made a decision at 21, who's moving out, and his parents didn't like it. Yeah. Lived with his parents 21 years and, uh, and made a decision. Who knows how he brought him into the process or whatever, but it came with a lot of criticism. And uh, now moving again, and yeah, mom and dad likely aren't going to like it. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of things to consider here. You know, do mom and dad know the Lord? Are they believers? Who is this person looking to move in with? Where are they looking to right. move? Right. Why are they looking to move? And so like, there's a lot of things. So to, many factors. Yeah, to begin to to consider and. Um, And so I think it's helpful to kind of navigate both sides of things. Okay, maybe maybe mom and dad are right because what you're saying is foolish and ignorant. Yeah. I'm moving in with these folks and your parents look at them and you're like, that's a really bad idea. I don't think you should do that. Yeah. Or maybe your parents say, no, I don't think that's a good idea because they like having you around and they don't want to engage in being an empty nester or whatever. Right. And so there's a lot of just 
different things to begin to navigate through and to right. to talk through in these situations. In these situations, because like a big principle here, like just to just to be super simple and very clear, like uh, as children, our job, you know, our responsibility before the Lord is to honor or respect our parents. Right, like, and that doesn't change, and that's irregardless of whether or not they love the Lord or not. Like, there is a, a, a command for us to do that, right. and even when you're married and all that, the way that we speak should be honorable about our parents. Like, it is never okay to dishonor, to slander, to uh, to speak in an ungodly or malicious way about our parents. Right, right, and that doesn't mean we can't talk about hurts. That doesn't mean we can't, you know. Uh, 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 be genuine, you know, if that relationship hasn't been great. Yep. However, we do, we, like, we are to be honorable in that and how we treat them and talk to them, not just talk about them. Yep. Um, no matter what, that's just like, as Christians, our speech is to be honorable and uplifting and things. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to divulge all the details and talk about everything with yep. our parents, but regardless of who they are or what they've done, that doesn't mean we get to be slanderous or malicious or hurtful to them. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of that, like that's just, you know, uh, unfortunately that in our culture today is so diminished and it's actually lauded to be disrespectful to your parents. Yeah. One of the commercials on TV now that goads me to no end is progressive. Like progressive insurance commercials where, you know, they have just made light of like being our parents and like, don't be like your parents. Like your parents are just, you know, so ridiculous. And, and, and it, I don't even want to go into it, but, <laughs> but, 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 but what a shameful thing. I mean, yeah, there are things that our parents do that we can, that, that are just funny cultural things or whatever yeah. and how they, but not to dishonor them in, in such a way right. and, and to just uh, shame that that's that. Wow. <laughs> but it, what I'm getting at there is that, that no matter what, like that's our, our, our job. Now what we're getting, you know, what specifically here is how that plays out in decisions like this and things that's where we're going to get to, but just trying to like big, big picture here. That's like for kids as adults and parents our our job is to love and to lead and uh, our kids towards the Lord and in being responsible humans, you know, fathers, uh, bring your children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Yeah. That's, you know, Ephesians six there, uh, do not provoke your children to anger, you know, lest they become uh, discouraged, you know, like, or not to be our, our, uh, you know, in in First Thessalonians one two, it's uh, chapter two. Paul uses this uh, language of a uh, uh, that he was like them with a father, exhorting them, encouraging them, spurring them forward in the faith. Yeah, like that's what we do as parents. Moms nurturing and loving, and so there is an authority, or I like the word that you used earlier, an influence over our kids mm-hmm. that is very significant as they are young. But then our aim, as we are equipping and sending them out, that influence changes. Yeah, and that's not wrong. It's right. And as a parent, sometimes we can hold on to that too tightly. We want to control our kids, and now they're older, or we don't. Uh, uh, we we fail to equip them to live as adults and things. And for some, that target is younger, you know, mm-hmm. or that that kind of threshold where they can is is younger, just because they're more responsible, things in life or whatever. Some that's a little bit later, you know, 18, like we've said, is kind of that like yeah. line in the sand that we made. And that's a good target 
We've got 18 years to, you yeah. know, to, to get our kids ready to face adulthood, to make decisions, to walk godly on their own. But that doesn't just happen overnight. That is a lifetime of giving them more and more responsibility uh, and uh, showing them the reality of consequences for poor decisions and the reward and the trust that comes from making wise, godly decisions. Right. And I think, you know, that age 18 that you're touching on is, you know, culturally speaking, as, as kids are going off to college, kind of becoming you know, their own. And, yeah. and then after that, getting a job, it, that's that dynamic is changed yeah. a lot. You know, there's a lot more um, folks either going off to college and then not getting a job and moving, you know, back home with yeah. mom and dad or staying just with the cost of everything, staying at home and, and school online. And right. there's just a lot of dynamics changing in that. Right. And um, just as I'm thinking about this whole dynamic, I kind of think of that analogy in parenting and raising kids of being like a, a bow, mm-hmm. um, you know, raising our kids, um, their their arrows in the quiver. And, um, you know, we're we're shaping them as they grow. We're we're tuning the fletchings, doing those things. And then we're you know, our goal is to, you know, to draw back and to, to let them go as we continue to, you know, help navigate that. But if we, as parents, live in a way that is so controlling that our kids never learn how to, you know, fly on their own, you know, leave the nest or, yeah, um, you know, we're not doing them a service, pointing right. them to the Lord and allowing them to grow in their relationship right. with the Lord. Absolutely. Parenting like that and the authority and influence that we have been given by the Lord as parents is a stewardship. Yeah. And it is that biblical principle where we we steward, we own the responsibility while it is in our hands, but we cannot be possessive of it. Yeah. That, that our children aren't slaves. They are, you know, they're precious uh, uh, arrows to be stewarded yeah. that God has given to us for a season to raise up, to be sent out. But not a, not a, a possession to be possessive about and to hold on to at all costs and you know nothing can uh, take that out of our hands and that's a you know that's a that's a hard thing to, to navigate through all yeah. of this that we're talking about it, what we're trying to just get at is like the big picture here okay parents wield an authority and an influence that is mm-hmm. to be stewarded well and uh, and and as children we are to honor and respect our parents uh, with a stewardship that is to be done well to the glory of God as well. That's what's big here, but then we get to decisions like this as adults. How does this how does this play out in all the factors that we're getting to? You know, here of how did parents do that as kids? What's the history? What's the specific situation? So, you know, um, it seems like here with the you know in in the adult child's case, they're trying to follow the Lord and want to have this. Don't know if that's the case on the parent side because that's where all this gets a little bit tricky as well as well if your parents aren't following christ or have a different ethic or standard um in decision making well then that changes how you have this conversation and the level of influence that you bring them into the decision here and that's what jesus is getting at in in uh, like uh in matthew 10 and luke 14 when he's talking about the cost of discipleship Yeah, you know that if you love your parents more than you love me, you're not worthy of following me. It says in Matthew ten, mm-hmm. he uses the a different language in Luke fourteen uh, of saying you have to hate your parents in order to follow me. And you're like, whoa, 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 that's strong language, Jesus. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
I have to hate my parents? Well, like, like, how does that jive? Is that in conflict? I thought we had to honor our parents, and now you're <laughs> telling me I have to hate them? And and let, like, let's not miss the hyperbole that he's talking about here, but also the reality. He's using this strong language to get us to you know, to kind of shock us awake to ask us this question. But what he's saying is like, yeah, and, you know, following me may mean that there is a massive change in the relationship with your parents. Yeah. If you are going to follow me, you have to love my ways more than their ways. Because when they're, you know, when your parents' directions uh, don't line up with my uh, ways or my will as the Lord, then we have to choose the Lord, not our parents. Yeah. Um, and that may look like hatred to some yeah what do you hate me you love jesus more than me yes yeah, yeah. Gemma, my seven-year-old has taken to uh, uh saying things like that she's like dad i there's only one person i love more than you that's god i'm like cool that's <laughs> good um and uh <laughs> Don't ever let that change. Uh, but uh, don't tell mom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she. <laughs> I know. She, I mean, she probably says the same thing to Aaron <laughs> as well. But, uh, but that's good, and I'm glad she is even saying that. And hopefully, you know, that will continue on into her adulthood and all that. But, uh, but that's what Jesus is getting at here. Because when it comes to decisions like this, if your parents don't see that, you know, and let's, you know, say they're advocating that you do move in with your spouse, or not your spouse, but your boyfriend or girlfriend or something like, oh, just do it, it's, it'll be so much cheaper, it'll be so yeah. much easier, then it's like, well, no, that's wouldn't follow the Lord. Or in this case, no, you, we want you to stay here, we'll pay for everything, you don't have to even get a job, we'll do all that. It's like, well... No, that's not good either. That's right. not like you need to move out and have some, you know, some responsibility and things, uh, you know, and you're just trying to, if there's, you know, the decision making that year that your parents uh, are, you know, prioritizing some of the things are have to be weighed against the scripture. Yeah. And if that's the play and, you know, or the dynamic in this decision and, you know, in this specific one, um, then, then that has to be weighed, the level of influence. Regardless of that, it doesn't mean that you just like totally cut them out of decisions and right. everything. Like that's where in all of this, in, even as we walk through, you know, like whatever the scenario is, this is why we live in biblical community, yeah. right? To where, you know, we don't just make decisions on our own and, you know, outside of things, but hey, I'm processing this, I'm considering this, and we bring it to, you know, uh, to a multitude of people, talk through our parents, hear what they have to say, you know, weigh that, um, and and to talk, ask them very humbly to say, hey, I'm considering this, you know, I want to move in with these friends, or here's a situation that I'm thinking through, Um I know we didn't have a, a, a great conversation before this and you weren't uh, a, a in favor of me moving and, um, you know, and I chose to do it anyways, but I still value your insight and, if, you know, what you see here. Um, and so I want to include you in on this and, um, and having that with your parents, but also, you know, the, the, the small group, the people that you're living in an uncommon community with, uh, the, those that are able to help you ask these questions that, you know, make like, why are you doing it? What are, is this a good financial decision? What is the, you know, what will be the spiritual influence of these roommates? Is this, you know, near your workplace? Is this yeah. going to be conducive, um, you know, for, uh, uh, for, you know, just the rhythms of your life and yeah. things like that? Yeah, I was going to touch on that and I'm glad you did because 
like just because the conversation may not sway or influence you to make a decision, yes or no, yeah. you gain a lot of wisdom and insight just in having the conversations. Right. Because you may not completely change your mind, but it's going to give you more um, discernment on making the decision, things to be aware of, things to make sure that I communicate with the people I'm moving in with. Right. You know, if my parents issue some concerns, instead of just dismissing it and saying, well, I'm going to disagree with you, I'm not going to listen to anything, there's, there's going to be bits and pieces of wisdom. Because it seems like in this situation specifically, that this person has a relationship and a respect for their parents. Right. Otherwise they wouldn't even consider having, having the discussion. Right. And so surely there will be some benefit. It doesn't mean that you have to take all of it. Right. But then as you're going to your small group and going to, you know, other people in the church and your parents and you're weighing all of these things and then looking at it in light of the scriptures. Right. And, uh, you know, the more people that love us that are speaking influence, the more humility we have to actually listen and to right. to piece it together, I think the better decision we'll make at the end of it. Absolutely. You know, there's wisdom and abundance of counselors, Proverbs says, and uh, and that's where we come to, where, yeah, the decision, you know, it has to be yours as an adult, but you still honor and respect your parents of saying, hey, um, you know, this is what I'm desiring to do and with whom and all that, you know, is there something that I'm missing here? Like, that's how you have that hard conversation. Just acknowledge. It doesn't mean you have to not say, like, you know, uh, like, just ignore the difficulty from before. Yeah. And and that's really what where we get at, and maybe we're just picking apart the words here. But, uh, you know, like, what do we mean by criticize in it? You know, mm-hmm. like, is is the criticism as actually like are they going to be just like oh you're such an idiot you 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 know you you can't make decisions like this you just need to listen to us because you're you're a fool or whatever yeah like if it, that that's genuine criticism yeah. and that would be just like you know in a situation like that or just be like mom dad like that's we, that's not like we we can't have that conversation you know yeah. and you can very respectfully say hey that's incredibly hurtful you know. I, I, I need your support in this, not your criticism. Yeah. I am coming to you because I do want, you know, your insight into this. And that's how you have that conversation, not just retaliating and being like, no, yeah. you're the idiots. You're supposed to, be, you know, or, or like that's it. No, like we don't return evil for evil. Uh, we, we, you know, we can still like a gentle answer turns away wrath. Yeah. And so we, that humility there can, uh, Will will hopefully diffuse a situation if it's criticism like that. Right. If it's just criticism because they disagree, like we have to have a little bit of backbone. That's just like adulting. That's having responsibility. Not everybody sees eye to eye. We have to be able to hear differing opinions and get gain different advice and say, okay, well that's interesting perspective and just and that's where we get to like really val- or really assess our own values our, our own biblical priorities or some oh yeah i never thought of that and uh and just have that conversation with your parents yeah i think we live in a culture now that disagreement you know is equated to rejection yeah you know if we disagree then you're just rejecting me and you don't value me or we have to be really careful not to 
to go down that path, but to, to weed out the information that is useful and, and helpful right. um, versus right. the stuff that's not. And it just takes, you know, humility. It takes teachability yeah. and being willing to be coachable and, yep. you know, and so, yeah. Right. We can't be afraid of that. Yeah, yeah. We have to have some backbone. Absolutely. That's, yeah. and, and that's, that's okay. You know, and we, I, I recognize that that, what you just described is the, you know, the social uh, kind of ethos of our day now. If you don't affirm or accept everything that I say, then you reject me or even you hate me, yeah. right? Yeah. Love equals affirmation of everything that I do. And that's a, that's, that's just not the biblical definition. That's not the paradigm there. This, um, we have to be able to have those kind of conversations. And, uh, and you know, encourage you know, the person doing this now to have the conversation. Have that in a respectful, honorable way. And uh, um, and and it'll be okay. It might be hard, but just because something is hard doesn't mean it's bad. That's right. It's probably actually means it's going to be good. It's yeah. going to create character, steadfastness, you know, hope in the things of Christ, galvanizing convictions, and uh, you know, we, we can do so just so humbly in all all of this. And so, yeah. And what a way to come back and, you know allow your your parents to continue to have a loving influence yeah you know just because you it didn't go well the first time um, doesn't mean that you just stop coming to them because then I think eventually a parent may get discouraged it's like well why would I have any conversations you never listen to anything I say right so to come back in this situation to say hey I, I know we had this discussion and I went against what you said the last time and um, but I do value you. I, I want to honor you and I respect your opinions. So right. what are your, what are your thoughts on yeah. this? And then take those things that are helpful and right. move forward. Right. Yeah. Just say, I know that maybe your preference would be that I still lived here and all that. And man, I loved my childhood when I, you know, like it was great, but this is, you know, part of, part of life, part of growing up and, and, uh, Following um, Jesus, following Jesus, and um, and just continue to have those kind of conversations. I mean, that's really what it what it boils down to. And all this is still seeking to honor and respect our parents. Parents still seeking to you know to wield that influence with gentleness and godliness, and uh, you know navigating through each of these different scenarios and and uh, trying to do so in a way that honors the Lord no matter what. That's right. right? Making sure those decisions aren't knucklehead decisions. You know, if right. you're moving in with a bunch of, you know, people doing bad things right. and right. live a completely different lifestyle, then hopefully all the people around you who love you are saying, time out, stop, this is a terrible idea. Right, right. And that's where the varying perspectives and why we get, you know, multiple counselors and a way that uh, against what the scripture would say and... We go from there, all right? Sure. So, great question today. Thank you for joining us today on this new season of Consider It, Ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. We welcome your questions regarding life theology in the church. You can submit these questions by texting the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about redemption, visit us online at redemption.bible.com. 
Thank you for listening. Our aim each episode is to be truthful and helpful to the glory of God. Join us next time on Consider It.